San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Thompson, James Pleasure, the poster. What is up, San Antonio? Welcome back to the poster. For those sticking around post Saturday morning hangover, appreciate you. For those just tuning in, Jack Thompson, main man James Pledger holding it down. Welcome back. Welcome back. First, just got to start off with a shout out. 16 years ago today, Kobe Bryant hit us with that 81 point game. RIP to the GOAT. Was it that long ago? 16 years ago today. And seven years ago yesterday, he played his infamous game with his torn rotator cuff, finishing it with his left hand, still going to work on people. One of a kind, Kobe. We miss you every day. The game misses you. remember him tearing his Achilles and then knocking down a free throw? Free throws. (laughs) One of a freaking kind. There will never be another. We miss that guy. To the NBA, some huge stats this week in the NBA. Uh, first NBA stars. We got Book, who goes for 48. Mm-hmm. Jokic with a 50-point triple-double. Embiid goes for 50. Mike Malone might be on to something. Yeah, just a little little something. Luka gets his 40th career triple-double, youngest to ever do so. He has, oh, like, uh, oh, over half of the triple-doubles that the uh, Mavs have ever accumulated. So that's pretty incredible, considering he's only 22 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason Kidd is a part of your franchise's history. Freaking 22 years old, he has 40 career triple-doubles. And then we get LeBron, who joins the the first to join the 30,000 point, 10,000 rebound, 9,000 assist club. It's freaking incredible. Slept on. Slept on goat right there. My dad, I was talking to my dad about it, and he was like, it's starting to get hard to remember a time in the NBA without without LeBron LeBron James dominating. And it's not just without LeBron. It's hard to remember a time without LeBron, period. Because even before, like, that is one of the craziest things about LeBron James and how good he is is how good he was hyped up to be and became even more so that's insane that is so hard we see so many people mm-hmm. hyped up to be the next any yeah. blank yeah yeah the next great thing about whether it's soccer with Freddie Adu when mm-hmm. he was coming up or the NBA with multiple different people coming up that we saw Kwame Brown was going to be the next great big. Like everybody is hyped up to be the next great, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Look at quarterbacks that have consistently fallen short from, uh, Marinovich, Pete Marinovich, all the way up to Mitch Trubisky, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like everybody's hyped up to be this next great quarterback 
prospect or next great defensive prospect or next great anything prospect. LeBron did that he with did. all of the expectations back in a time where high school games weren't televised. Yeah. Where high school games, it wasn't n- normal to see yeah. a game on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like They were like, yeah, we're going to bring you this Vincent St. Mary's game so that you can get a look at LeBron James. Yeah. And he still became what he became. Mm-hmm. And has been clean. Clean. No, his entire career. No hiccups. Completely clean. I would say, like... His biggest controversy not even cl- is leaving Cleveland to go to Miami. Yeah. The decision is his hugest controversy of his career. That's not even, like, anything to me. No, it's not. Yeah. But that's what I mean. I know, like, exactly. He is clean. Like, mm-hmm. squeaky clean. Yeah. Even, like, he's even, like, surpassed squeaky clean because of everything that he does outside of the game. I mean, his all of his philanthropy stuff, mm-hmm. sending kids to college in Akron, like, he does so much for the community, and he's done an, even more so for the NBA game itself, being the, the face of the league and the biggest ambassador. Yeah. Zion was supposed to be the next. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> where's he been? Man can't even get on the court. Can't get out of the beignet shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too much gumbo down there for sure. But yeah, LeBron James, I mean, it's hard. As someone who did not see Michael Jordan play, and obviously respect isn't even a grand enough word to say what I have for his game and yes. what he's done. It's hard for me to not say that LeBron James is not the GOAT at this point with everything that he's done. I get it. I I understand. I do. Michael Jordan was different. Well, yeah. Like I hated Michael Jordan. Like as Yeah. And that's when when I came to the realization because I spent a lot of time not liking Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you know. Because he was just so great. Yeah. Like, he was so great, I just hated it. Mm-hmm. Like, I had an issue with it. Yeah. And I m- made it a point in my life to, I'm never going to not appreciate greatness again. Mm-hmm. Which is why I have the utmost respect for a Tom Brady, or a Tim Duncan, or a Kobe Bryant. Or, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm never going to make that same mistake mm-hmm. and not realize what I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't. I, I took it I took for granted what I watched when I was a kid and his greatness. And I can still remember games of his. Like I was watching in New Braunfels, we were stopped somewhere to get lunch and NBA Finals were on game two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh the series against Portland. Yeah. Where he just buries six threes in the first half. <laughs> And does the little shoulder shrug after the last one. Mm -hmm. Like, memories. Because he was that much better. Like, he just had a switch that he could go to. To where he was like, we're not losing this game. Yeah. I'm going to make sure of it. And that's where Kobe's respect comes. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also where LeBron's is lost. Yeah. Because... 
you don't see that switch from LeBron in terms of... At least it's not a an every game basis. He has that switch, and he can get into that mode, but you don't always see it. But it feels like he can be rattled out of out of that mode, too. You know, if things aren't going his way, like... Mm-hmm. It, I'll never forget the Celtics' closeout game in the East right before the decision, mm-hmm. right? He just, he didn't have it. Yeah. And it looked like he didn't even want to be on the court. Like, he, he, he was just done. And then he left for Miami, and I think that's part of what hurt Cleveland so bad. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's just the but things I think that he's accomplished. At least from... My generation. It's, it's more. It's more stat wise. Yeah, stat wise, it's incredible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but at the same time, I think by the time Steph's done, I'm also just gonna be marveling and in awe of yeah. his statistical yeah yeah record breaking. That's fair. Moving away, it's been besides the incredible stats that we've seen in the NBA this week. It's been kind of you know. Just a normal week in the league. So we're going to jump into some college hoops. Talk about that. Right now, we've got Gonzaga sitting back at the top of the pole. Shocker. Yeah, completely shocked there. But right behind them, we got, you know, some some new new kids around the block. That You got Auburn at sitting at two. Arizona, three. Oh, Jabari. Purdue, four. Baylor, five. Duke, six. Kansas, seven. Wisconsin, eight. UCLA 9, and University of Houston at 10. Pretty solid uh, top 10 there. Gonzaga, I mean, you, Chad Holgram, Drew Timmy. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Jabari Smith? Oh, dude is insane. He's incredibly talented. He might go number one. He That's, if- as the more I watch Auburn play, yeah. and the more I see Jabari Smith, the more I just like, he's incredible. Fall in love. Oh, he's he'll he's at six ten. He'll grab a rebound, push the ball, and pull up for a three. Like it's incredible what he does out on the court. So, yeah, Jabari Smith could easily be that number one pick. That's why, as Spurs fans, we have to get into that top three. Esteban Ramon on our Facebook Live. DJ lobbed to Jabari for the slam. That sounds really good. It does sound really good. <laughs> if we want that, Spurs fans, hope you are down to keep losing because right now we are not quite in a position to get Jabari Smith. Hey, I'll take Jabari, Paolo, or Chet. We just got to get into that top three. Mm-hmm. Just got to get into that top three. Have you seen uh, Arizona play? Very, very little. It's a good team, man. They have this guy on their team named uh, Benedict Matherin Mm -hmm. from Canada. Dude's a beast. He's a lottery pick. It's a combo like 2-3-6-6-6-7. Does a lot of things on the court. That guy is really, really talented. I think this is going to be a great March Madness. Because there are legit, looking at this. Stars. Yeah, legit stars. But also, team-wise, there's at least eight teams that I could see Final Four championship caliber. Like, Of course, there are always going to be runs. 
crazy mm-hmm. things always happen in the tournament. But I mean, from Gonzaga, Auburn, Arizona, in March, yeah, Purdue, Baylor, Duke, Kansas, UCLA. I think all of those teams have a legit shot to go win it all. As we watch Paolo Banchero going to work right now, <laughs> and let's see. <laughs> now I've distracted you by pointing out that it was on. I didn't realize Duke was playing. Duke Syracuse right now. But yeah, it's a great. If you're not watching college basketball, I mean, and you're a NBA, you're a basketball fan, and you don't watch college basketball, you got to tune in, man, because there are some awesome, awesome teams out there. And it's gonna be, you know, we got to start as Spurs fans. It's time to start looking at that top of the lottery because that's where we're going to be at and the best way to do that start watching some college hoops and mm-hmm. find you some players that you love because yep. jabari smith is one of those guys yep. that i've started to love Watch. along with chet and paulo mm-hmm. but the question is the problem is though i i knew i liked patrick baldwin coming out I haven't gotten to see any of him. No, we've seen zero patrick baldwin because he goes to university of wisconsin milwaukee and the thing is, it's not a good fit for him. I know he wanted to play with his dad, but he is not a lead dog player yet. He's not a guy that's going to carry you to a win. And since he's so, like, he's the best player in that whole conference. Now, is that because of basically these AAU shoe teams hoarding all of the best talent all at once, all together, mm-hmm. and just not being used to being, like, the dude on a team. Well, it's just hard to be that dude when you're not a ball handler. Okay. He's a legit scorer. Like, he can go get you buckets. Mm-hmm. But there has to be someone to get him the ball. And then once he does get the ball, they just double him, triple him till he has to give it up and, you know... It just falls into and someone he's else's. alone. Yeah, exactly. So he's a very, very good player, but it's hard to get a read on how good he can be because right now everything's fallen in his lap and he's just not able to do that. So, but it's Patrick Baldwin. Nice assist by Paolo right Oh, yeah. There. He's so good. Paolo, whew, I hope we can get third. Passing out of the block. <laughs> he's so good. I love Paolo Benchero. How awesome would it be to have. Josh Primo, Juan Hernan Gomez, and Paolo Banchero all on the Spurs for the culture, baby. I mean, Juan Primo and Banchero, I need it. Banchero. I need that for the culture. <laughs> you got to roll your R's in San yep. Antonio. Oh, yeah. Got to roll them R's. <laughs> this is the post-up, y'all. We'll be right back. Get into some more Spurs talk. Get into who the Spurs should be looking at in the draft now that we are going to be, you know, at that top of the lottery. But this is the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM, and always on the go at sasportstar.com. We'll be right back. What up, San Antonio? We are the post-up. 
Jack Thompson. Follow me at Jack underscore Thompson 33. Got my main man Pledge hitting us with the fresh beats. He is I am Pledger on Twitter. Give us a follow. Shout us out. Ask us any questions. We're here for it all. Hey, we want all the smoke. You got an argument. We're here for it. Into the mismatch. Little Spurs talk. We actually had a Spurs in-season trade, which is absolutely rare. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Right out of left field. But the Spurs, as part of a three-team deal, including the Celtics, the Nuggets, and ourselves, we trade Ben Forbes to the Nuggets. The Nuggets trade Juancho Hernan Gomez to or the Celtics. No, the Celtics. We get Juancho Hernan Gomez from the Celtics. Celtics, and then the Celtics get Bol Bol and PJ Dozier. <laughs> Interesting. I saw this trade, and it made me so angry. The second round pick is in 2028. 2028. So he's a seventh or an eighth grader right now. Which feels like (laughs) 2075. Yeah, literally that player who we're going to pick is either a seventh or eighth grader right now. On top of that, I I, I saw the trade and I was like, cool. So we helped the Nuggets. We gave them... A 40% shooter. They needed floor spacing. We gave them Mm -hmm. floor spacer. We helped the Celtics. They're up against the tax. Mm -hmm. We eat some money from Juancho Hernan Gomez. And they get a... Solid pieces. Solid pieces. PJ Dozier. Good. We don't bowl. We don't know what he is. We have no idea. Yeah. He's a unicorn. There's upside. Yeah. There's potential. Yeah. Lots of it. And we get a second round pick in like 72 years. Mm hmm. Odd deal. I like Juancho, though. That's why I say, well, for Juancho, it's about being able to cut him next year. Yeah. Hey. To me. To me. Yeah. No. He's he's, He's a movable, cuttable piece for sure. And if he adds something. I mean, certainly, yeah. If he, then, you know, that's just icing on the cake. Hey, by 2028, there'll be no more one-and-done rule. So, we, Real says, in 2028, they may be drafting high schoolers that's at that point. Very true. I mean, you're going to be able to draft kids right out of high school by that time. So, I'm not surprised by that. But just the fact that the Spurs made an in-season move, yeah. is that, you know, a sign of something to come before I, February 10th? I hope. I pray. Yeah. It feels like, Brim, we're doing you a solid. Yeah, it certainly does. Like, to me, it just feels like we're doing an over... Because Thad Young is still wasting away on the bench. Yeah. And... We know there's a bunch of teams, including the Phoenix Suns, that mm-hmm. would like a Thad Young yeah. as a piece to move a- into the championship. So I start to wonder, are we just bringing on another asset that won't play that we're eventually going to cut or not get anything in return for? Mm-hmm. Hey, Juancho saw more minutes than Thad last night. I'll tell he you did. that. He did. <laughs> Two, yep. two is greater than DMPCD. Yep. We've got three obvious pieces on the Spurs that seem imminently movable, and that is obviously Thad. There have been trade talks around Yach, so 
And then the odd man out, Lonnie Walker, who we have not re-signed. All three you can get assets for, especially those first two. You better get all assets for all three. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. Because Yach outperformed his deal. He's going into the final year of it. Because remember, I remember I was not happy when Yach signed his deal. I wasn't either. He has outperformed. Oh, yeah. He's been very good this year. Very good. Capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Get what you can for him. Yeah. Upsell. I I look at, at Lonnie. You didn't extend him. You were going to let him roll it out and see what happened. Mm-hmm. Not, same thing that happened the previous three or four years happened again. So admit your mistake. Do what you did with Lucas Simonich. Mm-hmm. Admit, all right, this just isn't there. He's never going to get it. And try and do something. Yeah. Move him. Acquire a piece for him. Flip him for somebody else's trash just to see if that you can salvage something. Like pick out a quality and a player that is wasting away on somebody else's doghouse mm-hmm. and see if you can each revive the other's careers. Yeah, yeah. By putting them in a different situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that works. Yeah. And worst comes to worst, you're in the same position with a guy who's just underperforming what was initially thought of him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Biombo's been pretty solid. They got a point there. Ah, man. So, the Spurs take another L last night. We are now 3-9 and nine in the month of January. Mm-hmm. We are the third worst in the West, the fifth worst in the league. Yep. With a slate of the 76ers, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Bulls, the Warriors, the Rockets twice, and the Heat. Yes. Over our next nine games. And remember, the Rockets and Heat are a back-to-back mm-hmm. because of that game that was canceled with yeah. or postponed with the Heat because of, due to COVID. So I look at this, and I see the Spurs. That looks like another 2-7 right there. They are as close to the Rockets as the worst team in the Western Conference as they are to Portland as the 10th seed for the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. And with that slate, it does not look like we'll be trending upward. Because those are all really good teams. That's fine. Yeah, totally fine by me. The thing with me, with San Antonio, I want to move these pieces. I want to get assets. And I want to I want to bring up Primo. Yeah, run Primo into the ground want, for the rest of the season. I want to bring up Wieskamp. Just, and I don't want to run him into the ground. I just want to see him play. I want... Like Devin Vassell extended got, minutes. Devin Vassell got like 15 minutes a, uh, a night last year mm-hmm. because there was no G League because of the COVID, and mm-hmm. they didn't have a chance to stash him down there. Yeah. Why can't I see that from Primo from, w- uh, from now till the end of the series? I, like, I get jumping them up and down and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But at this point, at, at 17 wins... Mm-hmm. Over over halfway into the season, yeah, yeah, uh, like I know I know who this team is. Let's let's see what Primo's got now. Let's see what Collins Collins is finally playing. He had yeah, twenty two last night in Austin. Mm-hmm. Let's see Collins. Hit I'm the ready floor. for some Zach Collins. Honestly, I was a big fan of his when he was in Portland. Big fan of his when he was at Gonzaga. Yep, 
I was a huge fan of his at, at Gonzaga because yeah. that was when Gonzaga was still considered a Cinderella. Yeah, still a, <laughs> a little mid-major, even though they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just it's time to take the training wheels off and let those guys go to work, man. Yeah. It's because we got to see what we need in this draft. 17 and 29. Mm-hmm. You know who you are at this point of the season. Yeah. The light the light switch isn't suddenly going to get flipped and you're going to go on a, you know, 10 game win streak. Mm-hmm. Like the Spurs are who they are. Now let's find out what the Spurs have. I com- I completely agree and especially because right now it's not looking like unless we go continue to lose a ton of games. It's not looking like we're going to get into that top three unless, you know, the balls just bounce our way in the lottery. So we've got to figure out. Remember, remember when everybody was killing me because uh, I said Vegas put a line that felt very trappy mm-hmm. uh, with the over-under being set at 28? Mm-hmm. We're right there. There are 11 wins from 28 still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we need nine for Pop to get that. Winning as coach in the NBA. Do they get either? How many more games are left? Fred Villarreal is asking, can they get the ninth win for Pop? How many games are left? Like 35? All right, so they're 17 and 29. So 17 and 29. Quick math on my phone because I don't want to do it in my head. <laughs> we are thirty. We have 36 more games. So that's 46 games. So we have 82 minus 46. 36. 36 36 more games to win nine. Hey, I like those odds. Do you? Not really. (laughs) Because I'm looking, uh, they've won 17 of 29. Like, that's great. At least, hey, we got the Rockets twice within the next week. If we can get those two, the, the it's end of looking the season good. lightens up a little. Yes. I think there's a chance. There's absolutely a good chance. That's really all I want out of the season is Pop to get that record and us to get high in the lottery. But if we don't get into that top three and we can't get Chet, Paolo, or Jabari, hmm. who are we looking at? Who do we want? Oh, that is the good question because because it's a lot of guards after them it's a lot of guards a lot of guards all guards really unless you want to take a flyer on here's the thing memphis and jalen durden and the the big play that memphis made for those for those guys, <laughs> not working out, man. This is not working out, and I don't <laughs> think that's helping their draft stock. No, either. no. Yeah, Jalen Duran is plummeting week by week. When I check the mock drafts, he's already fallen out of the lottery at thirteen. Out of the lottery. The one I'm looking at right now, NBADraft.net, has him at thirteen. Dang. I mean, because I I look around at everything that they can do, um, and I just. I don't know it because you figure the top three are Chet, Paolo, and Jabari. Easily. You, you just figure that, yeah, right? Easily, yeah. And I, I say that and I was like, okay, that's big, big, big. Mm-hmm. You've got one other 
big that really kind of comes to mind, and that's Patrick Baldwin, mm-hmm. right? Now he's not even a big. It's a three, maybe he's like a stretch four three kind of yeah, player. Yeah, but like yeah, big, no, tall, big-ish. tall guy. Because, but I think four or five is too high for him. Jaden Ivy. See, that's what I like. Do we? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna lose. go for the lottery ticket and yeah, Jaden. I mean, you have to because Jalen Durham right now. Do, do you want him? Not at four or five or six. After that, it's what Johnny Davis and Ty Ty Washington. Like those guys are. I would take those. Like. I would draft those guys, but that just gives us more logjam at that guard. But like you say, it's always about the lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. And can these guys be better than what we got? I certainly, I mean, Jaden Ivey is interesting. Johnny Davis is very good. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I want him, but he's very, very good. Man, I'll, it almost feels like if we get... If we don't get into the top three, I'm trading that pick. And that just feels like a waste. (laughs) Why? You trade back, get a good player, and then you can, you know, then we can draft Patrick Baldwin or Jalen Duran instead of like drafting them at four or five, trade back to, you know, later in the lottery or even later than that. And you can get a, another first and maybe someone really good, too. Like, Have you been watching any international ball? Not really. Okay. Uh, the FIBA U19 team uh, is just Serbian. Nikola Jovic? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. So, uh, And I only bring them up because Serbian pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, and he's, but he's a big. He's a 6'10". 6'10", yeah. 610 Ford uh, got some moves. Um, I also. Did you watch any Sanford this year? Oh, I've watched every team. Okay. Kind of like what I see out of Harrison Ingram. It's oh, not a big. No. Big. I love Harrison Ingram. McDonald's All American. He's from Dallas. He's a combo forward that mm-hmm. can get a lot of assists, but can also score the ball. 6'8. Yeah, about 6'8. Yeah. He got like a 7'1 wingspan. Big body. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like Keegan Murray. From, but these are all later. Like, that's what I'm saying. End of the first round that's that I'm what, looking at. That's what I'm saying. Like, if we don't get into that three, do we move back? Or do we draft another guard? You also need somebody that wants to move up. And is, that's true. is dying to move up. There, there will be people that are dying to move up. There always is. I'm not worried about that. It just, like... I feel like if we don't get in the three, Jaden Ivey, Benedict Matherin, that guy I told yeah, you about, yeah. Johnny Davis, Ty Ty Washington. I Ke- like Ty Ty. Keegan Murray. Yeah. Kendall Brown, Jalen Duran, Jaden Hardy. Like, those are the guys yeah. that it will be available, but. And it's hard to not like anybody out of Baylor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I would I mean I would draft Kendall Brown, but I don't know if I want to draft Kendall Brown at four, four. or five. No, yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. Like I want to draft him at like fifteen. Yeah, something like that's so move back, get him, get it a good piece. That sounds like a good deal to me. That's what I'd probably do. Unless you want the lottery ticket 
and Jaden Ivey, but we just got Primo. Like, do we want another 6'4 guard to go with know. our other 6'4 guards? Is. True. <laughs> I but, don't know what Primo is. I haven't seen him. It's very true. I know he can beat up on the G League. Mm hmm. I've seen that. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of questions surrounding that. A <laughs> lot, of, lot of questions. And you never know what the Spurs are going to do. This is making me disappointed. Can, well, we, can we get happy? Yeah. Do we want to talk some shoes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the post-up, y'all. We will be right back to some uh, more happy news. Getting into some shoes and the culture. This is the San Antonio Sports <laughs> Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. We'll be back, y'all. What up, San Antonio? This is the post up. I am Jack Thompson. Got James Pleasure here in his 30th consecutive hour. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> we have reached a point in our show where we talk away, uh, we speak away from the court and talk some sneakers. Got some solid ones on the lineup. First of all, got some pretty big sneaker news Kanye West. Mm hmm. Everyone knows him for his Yeezy campaign. It's trying to. Isn't it just yay now? It's just yes. It's yay. Just checking. I, I think that's what sure. he calls himself. But I think the shoes are still the Yeezys. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 But Kanye West. Yeah, you, you, you call yay. him by his full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. I he's thought just he yay. Yeah. yeah, he's just yay, yay West. Yay. Or is it just yay? There's no West even. I think he's just yay at this oh. point. He's like share, <laughs> but yay. <laughs> But he's trying to team up. Well, him and Marcus Jordan have had a meeting in which they want to set up an additional meeting to meet with Marcus's father. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He owns the Hornets, played for the Bulls for a couple years, couple titles. I think it's Mike, Michael, Michael Jordan. That's what they oh, call okay. him. Yeah, okay. Michael Jordan. Teaming. <laughs> that's how they word this. Kanye West and Marcus Jordan say they want to set up a meeting with Marcus's father. Michael Jordan. I think we're aware. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Dad, Kanye wants to talk to you. <laughs> but hopefully we can get a yay Jordan collab. That would be pretty that sick. That would be sick. Talk about shutting the freaking internet down. Oh, if yay Jays? Yeah. Oh, yay Jays. The yay Jays. You liked that, didn't you? <laughs> the yay Jays. Yes, we need some if yay Jays. If yay Jays go on sale, the internet will break. Oh, yeah. Because Yays are already such a hot commodity, and Jays are such a hot commodity. If you put a Yeezy and a Jordan together in a collab... Stupid. That would go stupid. They better be fire, though, because the Yeezys... They've been slipping. They, they Honestly, not a lot of good Yeezys have come out since the very first ones, in my opinion. And if I'm... If I'm what's his name? Michael? Michael. Michael? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Okay. Yeah. If I'm... If I'm, I think I'm just going to go MJ. Yeah. If I'm MJ. Wait, is it MJ because he's Michael Jordan or is it MJ because he's Michael Jeffrey? Oh. If I take his airness. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> his royal airness. If, 
if I'm Mike and I'm meeting with Kanye and I'm developing this mm-hmm. and I'm doing this collab of sorts, I'm telling him to bring the Yeezy one to the table. Yeah. Like, let's start with that and then we can go on. Uh, You're talking like the Nike Yeezys or the first 350s that the came 350s. out? The 350s. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite uh, Yeezys. Those are my f- absolute favorites. The Volume 1 350s mm-hmm. are the best Yeezys but that's what to I'm saying. come out. Bring that to the table, mm-hmm. and then we can collab it. We can you know, see if there's ways you can incorporate maybe mm-hmm. some of the more fire Jordan aspects of it. Maybe the 4 or the 1. Mm-hmm. Just try and get some kind of look. With that Yeezy yeah. one that would accent, highlight, and bring it out. Sounds crazy. I wonder if they're going to... Are they going to try and put two shoes together? Or are they just going to take a retro and yet Kanye do his thing to it? That's a good question. Because part of me thinks with this collab... like. It would be great if you took two of them yeah. and kind of melded them mm-hmm. and maybe took different aspects that you liked from each and yeah. kind of... But the, the thing is, the Yeezy it was an is an Adidas, Adidas. shoe. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I don't know if they can contractually do that. Yeah, I get it. There are a lot of there are a lot of working parts here, but yeah. I am intrigued oh, by yeah. a Yeezy. All for it. I want the Yeezys for sure. Moving into some sneakers. And that, if they don't call it a Yay J, I'm, I'm going to be mad. I'll be, yeah. Cancel the shoe otherwise. <laughs> Moving into some shoes that do already exist. February, we have the Air Jordan 6 Chinese New Year's coming out. Pretty fire silhouette. Really clean. I like the 6 lows a lot. Mm-hmm. I like them better than the high tops for sure. Yeah. That off-white is really nice with that gold and the icy sole. It's a fire shoe. Dang, that's bright. Can't see that at all. <laughs> Can't see that at all. It's a good one. It's pretty light sneaker news this week. The ones, my favorite of the ones that I found, Atmos, which is a streetwear company, mm-hmm. they are doing a collab with Nike on the Dunk Lows using their famous uh, Viotech colorways, which they use on a lot of their stuff. It's kind of like browns tans that go with this really nice deep purple and they're doing a collab with uh the nike dunk lows and that is a fire shoe the insoles that self are super fire they're kind of like a i don't even know how to describe it it's like a japanese sort of painting kind of thing of uh um looks like a sumo wrestler or yeah. something Looks pretty Very sick. Very Japanese artistic kind yeah. of vibe to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love the colors on this shoe. That I love clashing colors that also like go together in a strange way. Cause in no way should tan, a lighter tan, <laughs> and dark brown go with purple. But no, nah, this does. is sick. Yeah, it does. Like it, it just works. It's very clean. Front to back, the lines are great. Big fan of that shoe. And the little love, you know, I'm all about the details. I love that little Atmos emblem that they got there where the horns are little Nike checks. Like, that is dope. 
That is a super cool aspect to this shoe. I like that a lot. Yeah, that is, and I like the checkup on the toe as well. Mm -hmm. Super fire shoe, definitely. And that sole is fire. Mm -hmm. That it's like a translucent brown. That's mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, re really cool. Reading about this shoe, it says while Nike hasn't confirmed the inspiration behind the newly surfaced Dunk Low. Parrot have emerged as Japan's Setsuban Festival, which begins February 3rd. According to tra traditional Japanese beliefs, mm -hmm. demonic creatures appear with the changing of the seasons, and to fend them off, people throw dry soybeans <laughs> while at them while yelling, yellow, while yellowing? I don't know what that means. <laughs> And uh, that has to do with this shoe, so that's pretty cool. I love shoes that have a little, like, uh, little meaning behind it. Yeah. Oh, and it shows if you have if you click that link, it shows the, yeah, other, yeah, the insole other insole, and they insole. go together, and it's like a full painting. Yeah. That's super cool. I love all about the details for me. You know what else I love? I love Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Love me some Rick and Morty, and we've talked about this silhouette several times. The Mellow Ones from Puma have a Rick and Morty collab that he's already worn on court. And yeah, these are super sick. They have the little Rick and Morty emblems on the inside. Mm -hmm. Great colorways. I mean, you know, LaMelo's always coming out with that flashiness. Yeah. And these being highlighter green and yellow with a highlighter, highlighter pink, pink and red. Yeah. Super fire. Love, love. They look awesome on court when LaMelo wore them. And I love the green one, man. The green one, because you know there. If you've seen Rick and Morty, you know that Mortal, uh, Mort, uh, Rick has this portal gun, where he can shoot it, and they go into this portal to wherever they want. And they've kind of implemented that on both of the tongues, which looks really, really cool. Big fan. This shoe, I have not seen a bad colorway yet. No, with this shoe. No, and uh, it's been a. Long time since I've seen a bad colorway out of it. Yeah, I haven't seen a single off colorway that doesn't go with this Puma shoe. Like the other day, he was rocking this all dark gray pair, but the wings and all the accents were orange. And I really, I really like what Puma's been doing in mm -hmm. the in the basketball shoe oh, game yeah. lately. Like they were not a known commodity for a mm -hmm. long time. You thought Puma, you thought soccer a lot of the time. Yeah, that's all I thought. Yeah, but man, they. They have put it in on, on basketball, mm -hmm. and they've been putting out some fire shoes. Yeah. Steaming back from the J. Cole ones, you've got the just the, the first Puma basketball colorway or silhouettes that came out, those high-top ones. Those are fire. But, yeah, I think these are my favorite to date are the Mellow Ball ones, and his collabs with them have just been fire. Yeah. Most recently, this Rick and Morty collab for sure. Super fire. Love the shoes. That's really all we got for y'all when it comes to sh uh, the sneaker news this week. Check back with us. Hopefully there's some I mean, some we drops. got one more, don't we? Do we have another? The Chinese one? New Year? No, we started with those. Did we? Yeah. Okay. We started with the, the Jordan Lowe Chinese New Year's, which are fire. Clean, clean colorway. Just simple white gold. White and gold, man. Mm -hmm. It's a good look. With that icy bottom. Yeah, I like those a lot. It's a clean, clean Super look. Super clean shoe, yeah. And look, it's... Love the off-white, that and cream. And it's a six low. Mm-hmm. Six low is fire. 
That's all we got for you, Sneaker News-wise. We'll be right back to tie a bow on the show with our final segment in which we do a little bit of game pickings. I don't recall how you and I, because we took another week off. Yeah. So I don't recall how you and I did over that past week. But we'll see. I'm going to go back. I'm going to do some math. We'll do some math, and we'll see who's up, see who's down, and we'll be right back, y'all. This is our final segment, y'all. We're about to put a little bow on the show, wrap it up, so James can go get some shut-eye because he's been here for what seems like two straight days. So, you got uh, got any scores for me in our pick-ems? After doing the math, we both missed uh, Sun's Heat, so we're both on one. I got Celtics over Knicks, so I'm one and one. I'm one and two, one and three, one and four, one and five, one and six, one and seven, one and eight, one and nine. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, not a good week, but it was equally not great because you missed Heat Sun, so you're on one, oh and two, oh and three, oh and four, <laughs> one and four, two and four, three and four, yes. three and five, three and six. Four and six. Hey, I'll take it, baby. I'll take <laughs> it's a it. Bad week. Bad week. But we we both had some reaches last week for sure. We were trying to make up for some points because we've been so close. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take the lead. Keep rolling with it. This week, pretty solid slate. Starting tomorrow, game to watch. We got Grizzlies versus the Mavs. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take. Give me the give me the Mavs. Give me the Mavs. Luca has just been killing it lately. Luca has been killing it, but so is Ja. Yep. And I'm gonna take the Grizzlies. Alright. Monday we got Jazz versus the Suns. Now that's a game right there. I'm gonna go ahead and take my man Book. D Book coming off a fifty point game this week. I expect him to keep it rolling. Yeah, same. I, I really like the Suns. I like what they're doing and Everything with Book, Paul, Aiton, yeah, Mikhail Bridges, Crowder. like they are, mm-hmm. they are poised. Tuesday we got Lakers Nets and Mavs Warriors. I'm gonna take obviously the Nets yeah, over I'm the going, Lakers. I'm going Nets and Warriors, and I am also gonna go Nets Warriors with Clay Thompson back on the Warriors. They've found themselves again. They started off the year incredibly hot. Struggled kinda- last night against Houston. Yeah, struggled a little bit, Steph, but, you know, they're finding their way slowly. They're going to bring in Wiseman and Kaminga, dude. Jonathan Kaminga has been balling. But where is um, Moses Moody? Moses Moody. Haven't seen him all year and thought he was going to be an instant killer. He's a guy I wanted for the Spurs. Wednesday, we got Bucks versus the Cavs and Nugs versus the Nets. I'm going to take the Cavs. Give me the Cavs over the Bucks. All right. That team has been killing it. They have. Led by- I am going to go with the Bucks, though. Don't blame me. You got Giannis, but I love what Darius Garland has been doing, man. That guy's been balling. Yeah, we got- put me down for the Bucks. 
I'll copy all this down when we're done. <laughs> and in the late game, I'm actually going to go Denver. I'm going to go Denver on the road at Brooklyn. They're not going to have Kyrie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. No KD either. No KD. So it's going to be Harden by himself. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with Denver in that game. Yeah, I like Denver too. Jokic has been a man possessed recently after his 50-point triple-double this week. I too will take the Nugs. Thursday, we got Lakers versus the Sixers. I Embiid's think, been killing it. Yeah, I think the woes for the Lakers continue, and Embiid drops 50 on the Lakers. Give me the 76ers for sure. Friday, we've got Celtics and Hawks and Jazz and Grizzlies. I will take the Celtics over the Hawks and the Grizzlies over the Jazz. I was also going to go Celtics-Grizz that week, so... Mm-hmm. I, I really like what Memphis looks like. They're third oh. in the West right now. Jaron uh, Jackson Jr., Triple J, has been balling. Love Triple J. Just give me all the smoke with them. I I am ro- I am here for Memphis this year. That's who I see um, Jabari Smith as, Triple J. Ooh, okay. Maybe a little bit more fluid in the shooting department, but but Jaron Jackson's a little bit taller, Yeah, probably a little lankier. Yes. I think their games are very similar. I like it. That is all we got for you today, y'all. We will be back next week with more hoops and hoops culture. Y'all watch some college basketball this week, man. Great games all week. (laughs) This is the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Always catch all the shows out on the go at sasportstar.com. And until next week, 